everyone. This is Andy Odie with Live Sotheby's International Realty, and I am here at today's podcast at Life and Style at 8150. I have a guest today, Kat Bedbury of the Bedbury Group with Golden Gate SIR, which is Sotheby's International Realty, for those that don't know those initials, as you should, but <laughs> hello, Kat, how are you this morning? I'm fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I am so happy. It's taken us a little bit to get together, but we're finally here chatting, and I just I'd love to have people hear what's happening in your area. For those that, um, that know or don't know, Golden Gate is over in the Golden Gate area of San Francisco, but you cover more than San Francisco. I know you cover San Francisco to San Jose, Silicon Valley, and you've got a team. Tell us a little bit, though, about your background. Sure. So my background before real estate was I worked for um, a nonprofit with um, mentally ill and homeless people and battered women and children. I did that for eight years. And prior to that, I was in property management. Um, and then, but since I was nine years old, I um, grew up in um, Arizona, and model homes were just coming into fashion. And my mom would take us out to look at model homes, and I declared that when I grew up, um, I was going to, you know, I didn't know the word realtor, but I knew that I was going to, I had a passion for homes. So finally, I was able to become a realtor um, about 13, 14 years now. And, um, and literally, it's my passion. I mean, it is who I, it is who I am. It's just my love. So, yeah. I know that you have, too, a tagline for your team that kind of all incorporates in that. What's your tagline? Your dreams non-negotiable. <laughs> and, love it. and it's trademarked. And we did that before I even got started in real estate as I was kind of planning how I was going to lay out our business. And it really is the essence of who we are. And when you know you have a great tagline is when your clients refer their friends and family and the email introduction goes, Bobcat, meet Bobcat. And they, their dreams, your dreams are non-negotiable with them. So when people are repeating your tagline, you know um, that you've lived it, you breathe. You breathe and, and demonstrate that with your clients. Yeah, and that is so, so true. I mean, I have always told people, and I live and breathe by it too, you have to find a passion, believe in it, and then it doesn't even seem like work. It's really right. who you are, and it comes out in what you do, and that is, uh, I just love it. I love that tagline. For me, it's always, you know, it's connecting community with lifestyle. I'm about lifestyle and connecting people. So uh, same thing. I totally get it. I love it. I love it. So talk a little bit, too, with, you know, with San Francisco to San Jose and Silicon Valley. Um, that's a large area. It's all along the coastal area, though, correct, that you are uh, mostly – um, uh, your territory and who you uh, manage and your clients? Yes, yeah, so we have a team of six 
and kind of a halftime of the seventh person. And um, Michelle Kennedy works in and lives in San Francisco, and so she covers kind of the south um, end of the Silicon Valley, the north end, excuse me, the north end, and we're kind of from San Carlos down to San Jose. And really, our it's not that we go looking for business everywhere. Our business is almost 100% past client referral and or Sotheby's referrals, but mainly um, past clients. So we go where they want us to go. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how that works. Well, that's... Yeah, the, the Silicon Valley is, you know, really more the South Bay, the San Jose kind of area, but we cover the entire peninsula, and we have done business in every city along the way. I love it because really with referrals, that truly speaks volumes of, of referrals. If people keep coming back, you know that you're good at what you do because uh, they wouldn't be coming back if they didn't <laughs> trust you. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. a big part of it. So give us a little insight. I know you've got, and even if it's separated between you know, San Francisco and a little bit south of that. Tell us a little bit about what's happening activity-wise in the market. What are you seeing over there right now? And then, and then let's after that compare of what that would be have looked like about a year ago. Yeah. So the market right now, um, about right when COVID hit, it kind of like the whole world stood still. I'm sure for all of us in all markets, kind of like. Everything kind of just like everything kind of went flat for a few moments. Here it picked up about three weeks into it, um, and it slowly started. And now it's a it's a frenzy. It is absolutely the busiest we have ever been in our career, and I know that's true for most agents. That it's everybody is busy, and it's beyond busy, and everybody wants to get their house on the market right now. Um, people want to move, and because they can work from home, they're reevaluating their lifestyle. So when you live in Silicon Valley, it, it's a hustle and bustle. It's high, you know, it's high tech. You're close to, you know, Tahoe, the ocean, Half Moon Bay, San Francisco, San Jose. There's a lot going on for work, but there are companies who you can now work from home, so you can go and buy a McMansion somewhere else and work from home. And now the, the mothers can stay home and not have to work. So their lifestyle can change dramatically. So we're seeing people exiting. We also have people that are moving out of um, renting condos or owning condos and wanting, you know, a plot of earth to live on and have a single-family home. So definitely there is a abundance of condos, especially in San Francisco, you can see it on the news. The condos market is pretty difficult right now to sell them and price reduction. So it's a hard adjustment for sellers um, seeing what's happening in big cities. It's kind of across the country though. Um, but the single family homes here are last few listings. We've had um, anywhere from 50 to 80 showings. Um, and we've had 15 offers. We've sold anywhere from 150000 to 400000 over the list price. Wow. Um, we've had multi-counter offers. Um, so it's been 
it, it is very busy. Um, and the inventory is, a, is up more than usual. It's up 2% and 12% from this time last year. So last year we had 50, 555 homes, and this year we have 623. So on that as well, buyers have a little bit more choice, but we are still in a severe housing shortage here. Well, that's interesting because we over here are experiencing similar in the way that we're very active, um, very competitive, uh, got to act quickly. If you find the right place that um, is priced um, well, you know, some people, of course, there's always sellers testing the water. Um, and, but our inventory is low. So it's interesting that your inventory has increased. It's increased, but it's still historically low. It's just, but at, at least we have some, some, something to choose from, you know. Mm -hmm. But it, we are still very low. But compared to where we have been, we are up, and that that's due to people moving out of the area, um, or you know, upgrading from a condo into a single family home and taking advantage of the low interest rates. Right. And so that was going to be one of my questions for the people that are that are moving out. Are those people, are you finding the ones that are moving out, are they moving to another home within California, or are you seeing them moving out of state? So you know? a lot are moving out of state. Um, I kind of have, you know, I should have counted how many outgoing referrals I've had um, since COVID, but I would guess that I've had eight. Mm -hmm. just off the top of my head, mm -hmm. of people who are going to leave the state. There's others who are past clients who realize that the housing that they have now, um, this would be a good time to sell because the market is so crazy, honestly, mm -hmm. um, that they can probably get more money now, and they're a little afraid, afraid of what the future will hold. And mm -hmm. so they're acting now to move up um, into a larger home. And that's another aspect of COVID. When you have two parents, you know, working from home, and then you have, um, you know, anywhere from two to four kids that are all in different, you know, different ages and different classes at school, you're having to homeschool and work. So that's a, a lot of commotion in a, in a small home. So we're seeing now, this year, since COVID, more people wanting bigger spaces. Mm -hmm. And I find it interesting, though, as you have people with the outgoing referrals of people moving out of state, but yet even with the listings, you're having a lot of people purchasing. So you have, like you said, some people that are upgrading and, uh, and getting into bigger homes. Are you also seeing people moving into California um, because of the lifestyle, especially since that coastal area is so beautiful? Yes, I mean, I don't have anyone moving to California right now in my, you know, in our real estate portfolio. Ours is all, um, yeah, I don't think I have anyone incoming. Well, that's not true. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. New clients that are buyers just moved here from Boston, um, referral from past clients. Um, and they just moved here and are staying in an Airbnb, and so we're trying to find them a home. Mm -hmm. So, but, but that was for work for Stanford, you know, Stanford Hospital. Mm -hmm. So, 
I think if they're coming into California, it's, it's job related. Um, right at this point in time, it has to do with a job transfer. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting. But, you know, for the people that are in California, have lived there, they love the California lifestyle, because again, I, I agree, people are reevaluating their lives. Just what you said, that is exactly what I'm finding here as well. And then choosing where their lifestyle fits them, whether that's California, Colorado, anywhere. That's why so many different places are busy because they're reevaluating to choose the home to live for the lifestyle. And as we know, California people, I grew up in California in the East Bay area. It was a great lifestyle. And I know friends and lots of people that live in California and they love that sunshine state. They want to have that water nearby. Um, and, and it's, it's absolutely gorgeous. And of course, Silicon Valley with that, you know, um, there's a lot, uh, that's the hub of technology and, and, and a lot of things happening in that area. So is there, do you see a difference between more towards San Francisco and then down as you get down towards the San Jose Silicon Valley, or is you seeing a consistency in that? I would say from our experience and from, you know, news articles and, and print articles, San Francisco is suffering. Big cities are kind of, um, people are wanting to move out of the cities and get to the burbs and, mm -hmm. again, like have a plot of land and a better lifestyle for their families. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's, you know, some concern about what will the future bring and getting out of the city um, is part of their thing. So San Francisco market is single family homes are doing okay, but the condo market is definitely suffering. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Mm -hmm. um, but that's happening, you know, in Seattle and um, Washington and New York. You know, it's just, I think people want some, a plot of land. Yeah. Some breathing room. Yeah. Some breathing cool. room. Yeah. Breathing room just to be able to work, live, and, you know, no one knows what the future holds for anything. You know, we've, I, I've always said it's the one, two, three punch now with, you know, we, people experience 9-11. They experience the COVID um, and still are. And then you had some of the, the protesting and the riots and, and so it's just really caused a lot of people to reevaluate long-term. I mean, a lot of people love the city and I have, I found that there are people that still want to be like, uh, even in areas like Chicago and such, but they want to have a second home. They want to have another yeah. place that if, you know, I'm sure there's life is ever changing. So when it, something happens, you know, in the future of another change, they just want to have another alternative if, and have another place that they, they can be at. Not that I, I have found that there's two different people, ones that are picking up and relocating, but then you also have folks that like where they live and hope that things return to the semi or new normal, whatever that is, and they still want to enjoy it, but then want to have a second home. So true, so true. I think here, because things are so expensive, you don't see so many people having a second home here. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some, 
but most will have a home in Tahoe or they'll have, you know, something in Hawaii, but then it's difficult to travel. So those that have a second home, you know, it's it's not typically here in the on the peninsula. Yeah. You know, for one home and that's it. Yeah. Well, believe it or not, we had the flights going from San Francisco. A lot of people didn't know that. The flights from San Francisco to Eagle Airport here in the Vail Valley. So um, they have them. They stop them. They have them. So um, when they do have those flights, um, it's been another option for people in the Bay Area to make it easy to come ski and, and enjoy Vail. Um, you know, as a second home. So, um, you know, it, it, again, people like the convenience and, and having just alternatives and, and again, fitting their lifestyle. So, well, very good. And um, the other thing is, I know with your tagline, and I know that you're known, your company's known for marketing and preparation of homes for the market. You want to speak a little bit about that? In case yeah, anyone yeah. out there is listening <laughs> and want to sell their home here, want to reach out to you. Uh, well, so yeah, we're known for definitely for our marketing. Um, we are um, we're pretty unique in our marketing, um, and it's and it's expensive, and so um, we do a great job. It's something that we pride ourselves on, um, as well as preparing a home for market. So. I will actually, in these 13 years, be putting on my second listing that will be not fixed up. Um, we always do something to a home to prepare it, and I would say this will be the first home I haven't staged um, that will be coming on the market. So we always stage, and we always do some things to fix it up, and some are extensive um, remodels where you pull the permits and you can do that. And I project manage all of that. So what's kind of unique about that is that, you know, I have a system where the sellers know exactly what's going on every day at their home, what the expense is, um, and I gather all of the estimates. And then I oversee um, the contractors um, at the property and get everything scheduled into market so they don't have to do anything. They don't have to schedule inspections or anything. That's another question. Do you do in, do you have um, inspections done ahead of time when you're listing the new market? Occasionally, and I'm trying to encourage. It's funny you bring that up. I actually have one uh, listing uh, consultation that I had, and that was in my uh, recommendation. So we are starting to see them a little bit more. I encourage them. It's just changing the habits of some sellers and understanding um but i love that concept so and 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 i commend you for taking on um as much as you do for the preparation i do the same as far as i recommend for staging um and some people are more open to it than the other but it's it's a lot of work and time so good for you that you take that on and manage over the contractors I don't know if I could go to that extent over here because <laughs> the, our contractors here, we're very limited and they're very busy. So it's, it sometimes can be a little difficult for them to show up. So I don't know if I want that on my plate. <laughs> so I'll tell you a little secret of how I did this. Um, when I first started, Bob, before I was in real estate, Bob was in um, uh, vice president of a marketing firm. 
in the city, and he would travel a lot. And he came every time he'd come home, he'd bring me a present. And sometimes it was books, whatever it was. But this one day, he brought up, bought me a book called The Go Giver, mm-hmm. and I read it. And I couldn't put it down, and I was like, I was already planning on getting my license and starting a business, and I realized I could have written this book like it was me to the core. So I was so excited. So what I did is I bought a whole bunch of books when I um, passed my um, real estate exam. And I bought a whole bunch of books, and I wrote an inscription on every single one of them. And I started I started Caldwell Banker. I interviewed vendors and title and escrow officers and lenders and gardeners and everything else. And I literally wrote in the books. I gave it to them as a gift with a little card, and I interviewed them in my office. And if they read the book, we talked about the book, um, and they lined up with who I am and what my vision was for my clients, they were on my team. I've had the same team since day one because I aligned what, you know, I felt was the foundation of who we are. And so I have a very loyal team who, who puts our clients as priority and has done so for 13 years. So it's a very strong foundation. I've had my painter where a seller didn't like the exterior color and he had painted half the home. And he's gone and changed it with no fee. You know, it's just, it's just a great, great team of, of people coming together for the good of our clients. Like always what is best for the client and having sometimes those hard conversations. It's hard to have those hard conversations where you tell a seller, you know what? This house is not, they think it's ready for market and you have to be strong and say, it's going to hurt you. And here's the reasons why if you go to market without doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those hard conversations are important because they've hired us as their advisor. And advisor doesn't just tell you what's easy to hear. It's telling you what you need to hear. That's right. That's right. That is so true. And I love that you give the Go-Giver books. I love the Go-Giver. That was a great book. And, and I love, love even more that you have interviewed your loyal team and have them read it and and a part of it. Uh, That is a a fabulous, fabulous thing. And that speaks again, volumes of of, uh, the team you have, what you're doing and uh, what the Bitberry group is all about. So I love that. And uh, one last final note, I love the story. That's the first I heard about it with the model you going around with your family with to model homes because my parents as on my end my dad wrote books on real estate and lectured on real estate all over the world and that was our little family um uh joke because wherever we would go on vacation we always would go to an open house (laughs) no matter where we went that was one of the first things we would do so i can relate to that so on on that note I'm going to wrap it up with you, Kat, and thank you so much for participating and um, and sharing what's happening over in your area, and um, I will be sure for those out there listening to connect you with Kat, make sure you know how to reach her, contact me uh, as well with any other information, and on that note, I will say So long to everyone on this segment of Life and Style. 
at 81.50 with Andy Oding. Thank you, Kat, and I appreciate all who out there who are listening. Uh, and tune in to the next one. Always have more coming. All right. Thank you, and bye. Bye.